What's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here, and welcome to episode 163 of Ask Pat. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm in a great mood. I hope you are in a great mood, too. Before we get to today's question from Isaac, which is about keywords in your domain name, something I have a lot of thoughts about, I do want to get to today's sponsor and thank lynda.com. This is L-Y-N-D-A.com. For those of you who don't know about this site, um, were you living under a rock? Because lynda.com is such an amazing platform for learning anything. I've been using it myself to learn about how to use my DSLR camera better, but you could use it and get access to over 100,000 different videos for teaching from anything about business or audio uh, development and designing, photography, video. Uh, There's a ton of stuff on there. So if you want to get a free trial, you can actually get a free trial for seven days. Head on over to lynda.com slash ask. Pat, it's seriously the best learning platform online. And uh, Cliff Ravenscraft, a bunch of other people have shared it with me in the past. And I'm really happy they're a sponsor for the show because they are amazing. Again, lynda.com slash ask Pat. Now let's get to today's question from Isaac. Hey, Pat, it's Isaac. Had a quick question for you. My question has to do with domain names. I currently have a website, but I think I could actually get a better domain name with certain keywords that would help with SEO and help with people searching for my particular site. So I guess my question is, um, how important is it to have keywords in your domain name and how difficult is it to switch domains, domain names when you've already got one going for you? Thanks for all you do and looking forward to hearing this on the next Ask Pat. Thanks, bye. Isaac, thank you so much for your question today. Keywords in your domain name. This was a hot topic. Uh, Actually, it's always a hot topic because we're all starting new sites and we all want the best domain name for our site. So do we go with one that is more specific toward the keywords that people are going to search for or one that is more brandable um, or easier to remember and things like that? There's a lot of things involved with choosing the right domain name for your business. And I will say that having keywords in your domain name used to be, this is back in uh, you know, before 2012 uh, and even 2013, it used to be important in terms of SEO. If you had a keyword that you're targeting in your domain name, Google would give you lots of SEO love, lots of search engine ranking uh, love because it just sort of meant that your site was about that thing. So, of course, they ranked it higher, but they realized that people started to just target those keywords in their domain name and got actually a lot more weight than they should have because a lot of those people who put their keyword in their domain name weren't actually doing a good job of providing value for people who eventually ended up on their site. So they took away the sort of bonus for having the keyword in your domain name from specifically a an SEO standpoint. So that doesn't weigh very much in the algorithm anymore. However, I will say it still does help. It still does help. And a lot of people know that for my site, Smart Passive Income, for example, it is a brand. It's Smart Passive Income and people call it SPI now, which is pretty cool. But it also has the keywords passive income. And I specifically chose those keywords. This was back in 2008 when I started it because I wanted people to know what the site was about, which is important. And that's one key thing I'm going to talk more about in a second but also because when people link to the site 
when you write an article that's great or people end up linking to it, they're going to use the name of your site in their anchor text. And if it actually includes those keywords, Google does count that as sort of a strong vote coming from another person's site to your site. And if it has those anchor texts, it's very relevant coming through. So that does help you. And because, for example, smart passive income includes passive income, when people link to my site and use smart passive income to link to my site off of their site, it actually does uh, help for SEO purposes. So in that in that regard, it does help. Now, what I was saying before, there are actually people reading your site. And so you got to make sure that when you choose your domain name, you don't just choose it for SEO purposes. And, you know, it's still beneficial to have a keyword in your domain name, but I wouldn't force it. If it doesn't make sense or you can't find the right keyword or if those domain names are already taken, I wouldn't stress over it too much anymore. The thing is, if you had a site, for example, that was just perfect for search engines, but it was just not very attractive, not very brandable, then you might be kicking yourself in the butt later because you would be building something for search engines and not for people. You gotta think about it from what a visitor is gonna see and what they're gonna think about your site when they come across uh, your page. And so you gotta you gotta you know weigh your options, write down as many different ideas that you have, do your keyword research, it's still smart to do that, even if you don't end up using a primary or secondary keyword in your domain name, you can still target those keywords on your site in articles and categories and sections and things like that. So it's important to know what those are before you ever create a site. However, it's not quite as important to include them in your domain name. Again, I wouldn't force them in there if you didn't have to. There's a lot of amazing blogs out there who, through providing value with their great content and targeting the right keywords in their posts and articles and podcast episodes, have been able to rank really high for target keywords, even though their domain name does not uh, does not have those keywords. One that easily comes to mind is viperchill.com. What is a viperchill? I have no idea. Do snakes get cold or something? Who knows? But viperchill.com ranks really high for a lot of key terms out there related to building an online business viral marketing, writing guest posts, SEO, and things like that. Um, a great tool you could use, um, before I forget, is semrush.com. Again, semrush.com. And just type in any site that you know that may not have a keyword in the domain name. I mean, even lynda.com, our sponsor for today. What is lynda.com? Who knows? It doesn't say anything about what it does, but when people arrive on the site, they know exactly what it's about, and that is the most important thing. No matter what the domain name is, if people know what the site is about when they get there, they're going to stay on. They're not going to bounce. Bounce actually, uh, bounce meaning they, well, there's different definitions for bounce rate. Google Analytics has one. Clicky has another. Uh, Clicky's is my favorite in terms of they understand that if a person is on your site for more than 30 seconds, they're actually consuming content and getting value from it. If they arrive on your site and leave and don't click through anything within the first 30 seconds, then that means, uh, then that counts as a, as a bounce. And bounce the whole purpose of, of me talking about bounce is because the higher your bounce rate, the less of uh, the the less performance you'll have in the search engines because Google pays attention to that and they know that if a person comes to your site and sticks around, uh, that means your site is probably useful. So again, going back to lynda.com and they're getting sort of extra promotion here uh, as using them as an example, but it's perfect because what is a lynda.com? I don't even know what that means. Um, and it's even spelled differently, L-Y-N-D-A, but it's such a good site and um, you, you kind of 
get an example of what it's about when you get there, when people share it, when people talk about it, when people link to it. I mean, just everybody's doing that naturally because it's so good. So no matter what your domain name is, make sure you're always providing the best value and content you can for people. And also a great first impression, again, to keep your bounce rate as low as possible. So again, going back to SEM Rush, put in any domain in there. And I, actually, let me go to SEM Rush right now. SEMrush.com. I'm going to put lynda.com in there just to see what happens. L-Y-N-D-A.com. This will tell me certain keywords that it's ranking for. So if you go to SEMrush.com and you type in any domain name, it'll tell you a lot of information about it. If you go to the keyword research tab on the back uh, and look at, oh no, uh, there's a tab on the left-hand side called organic research. If you type in positions there, it'll tell you immediately well, already I can see 35,000 keywords are getting um, people to come over to lynda.com. So that's a lot. Uh, they rank number one for obviously lynda and lynda.com, but they also rank number one for, or they also rank really high for Final Cut Pro, for Visio, for Illustrator, for InDesign, for AdWords. And then I have to pay SEM Rush more if I want to see more. But those are part of the top 10 there. And so you could see they're ranking quite high. They're ranking on the first page for a lot of terms that have you know, that doesn't say Linda in it. And so the idea, again, being that you don't have to have a keyword in your domain name, but the if you don't have a keyword in your domain name, you're going to have to do some work in terms of helping your audience understand what it's about. And again, of course, when you do that, when people share your amazing content, they're going to share what your site's about before, or they're going to share what your site is about with their followers, with their fans, with their readers and subscribers before they get there. So they'll have an idea already. So Whew. Isaac, I hope that answers your question. Um, oh, you had a second question. How difficult is it to switch over? It's actually a little bit technical. I mean, you can obviously uh, buy a domain name uh, if you're switching over to a new one. And the process works like this. I've done it before. And quick story, I did it when I got a cease and desist letter from the United States Green Building Council after using a trademark that they had, LEED, L-E-E-D, in a domain name that I had. I got the cease and desist letter back in 2009. And so, you know, after freaking out initially uh, and not really knowing what was going on because I was just getting into business, I connected with a lawyer and he basically said, well, I couldn't use lead in my domain name. They were fine with the business I was running. I just had to change my domain name. So what we did, uh, and after connecting with somebody who technically knew how to do this, essentially what you have to do is create a, a brand new copy of your site. So copy your site put it on a brand new domain name so it's out there and everything's the same. And then you do what's called a permanent 3-0 run, 3-0-1, did I say that weird? A permanent 3-0-1 redirect. And if you don't know how to do this, I recommend hiring somebody to do it for you just so it's done right. But what it does is it essentially tells Google uh, whenever people come to the old domain that they're gonna go to the new one and that that is actually where it's supposed to go. And over time, it only takes maybe about a month or even less than a month, um, Google will start to rank your new site where your old site used to rank. It sort of replaces it. Again, that's a permanent 301 redirect. And if also when people go to your old domain name, they'll be automatically redirected to your new one as well. So that's how you do it. And yes, it is a little bit technical. So hire somebody or use your developer that you have on board to do that for you. 301 permanent redirect. All right, Isaac, I hope that answers your question. Thanks so much. And an Ask Pat t-shirt is going to be headed your way for having your question featured here on the show. For those of you listening, if you have a question you'd like potentially featured here on the show, just head on over to askpat.com. And of course, check out the archive at askpat.com to see all the 
uh, 162 other questions that I've answered uh, for all of you in the past. Thanks again to today's awesome sponsor, which is lynda.com. I talked a lot about them today, using them as an example for a great company who ranks really well because they know what they're doing. And what they do well is they create easy to follow video tutorials for a ton of different things. And these, these, these videos are really high quality. They bring people into their studio and they teach you something. It's not like homemade videos or YouTube videos like that. Um, they're broken up into bite-sized pieces so you can learn at your own pace. And again, I'm subscribed and I'm learning about how to use my DSLR camera right now. But there's a lot of other courses I can't wait to go through either. So if you'd like to get a seven-day free trial, go to lynda.com slash askpat. Thanks so much. And as always, I like to end with a quote. And today's quote is from Jay Bear from Convince and Convert, which is an awesome name. And even his name is awesome, Jay Bear. His quote is, a lot of companies are still using social media as the world's shortest press release. You don't do that. You don't want to treat it as a press release and just announce, 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 announce. You want to make it social, interact with people, and that's what Jay Bear is talking about. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, all of you listening. Um, You rock. See you in the next episode of Ask Pat. Peace. Hey there. Thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while, and that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes we decided to sunset the show, for now at least. And this way we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.